This episode of Super Legit brought to you by Tiny Ass Toilets, Discount Brain Surgery, and Axe Body Spray. In the off chance you would want any of those things, another episode of the super legit podcast and I, I got a question for the audience here real quick do you do you feel welcomed to this show uh does it come across as genuine when i welcome you back every time or or when you hear that are you just cringing on the inside going cringe this is just insincere i didn't ask you josh you're not our audience uh, I'm you cringe at everything i say uh, yeah i do <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So it's just it's on autopilot for you to assume the worst. This is true. Which is is fair. You you know me. You know you know me well enough that uh, those assumptions are are not unreasonable. Uh, we've got a we've got another uh, we've got another special show in that we have uh, we have a very tight focus again. We've got uh, we, of course we have Josh Spence because how do we not have Josh Spence? Howdy howdy howdy! Right. Boo, boo, boo. And then we've also got Chris Sanders with us back. Hi. Howdy, Chris. Hey. We missed you. Ah. I missed you too. Oh, thank you. You weren't required to say that either, oh. either, but you said it anyway, and that that makes me feel special. Uh, yeah, Chris Sanders volunteered himself as, and he is the cool friend of the group. Like he's, I can't give him any shit about him saying that because he's a hundred percent right. He is, he's <laughs> one of the coolest people I know. Yeah, this is this is very true, uh, and that's why we keep him around. Uh, Purely that. If you stop being cool, Chris Sanders, uh, it's it's Dunsville. Is Dunsville cool? Is that a cool uh, thing to say? I've, no, I, it's not. I can tell you that. I feel I've only recently come into coolness. Uh, really? But also, it's all it's it. Cool is just like beauty, right? It's in the eye of the of the loser. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Much like beauty, yes. <laughs> I, just, so, I just snorted a little so that's not cool so you gotta be around <laughs> what i'm saying is you gotta be around the right losers so, so that whatever you got going on is what they think is fucking cool it's all relative yeah it's funny i just uh, uh also not funny at the same time just watched uh roadrunner the anthony bourdain documentary uh, this morning I saw. Oh that. yeah, how is and that? It's it's gorgeous. It's uh, of course deeply sad, but it's 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 good. beautiful. Yeah, it's very well done, and I think it's a very, at least I, I can say this having never known the man personally. It seems like a very honest portrayal because it's it's you know warts and all are there. Obviously, he's an incredibly romantic person and an incredibly broken person at the same time. Um, and he's always been very honest about that. So the movie seems to, to hit that well. Did you see that one episode where uh, he went back to his hometown on... Uh, Parts Unknown, was it? Is yeah, it yeah, that yeah. From that or one of the others? Uh, probably not. To... I've, I haven't seen all of it at this point. Uh, oh, watching yeah. Through. That one, he's just a raw nerve. He goes back to uh, Massachusetts, mm -hmm. like his first... His first uh, restaurant that he was like a, a mm. prep chef in, yeah. Like, and he got so deep. Like, this is where I used to like mm -hmm. load up. This is where I would like slept in the ditch. This ditch right here. Like, he just, yeah, just yeah. that willingness to expose yourself. Yeah, phrasing. That, 
but that's uh, well yeah but it, you know it's it's that vulnerability the incredibly honest vulnerability i mean it's something we we go for here too but you know he talked in that movie in one of his clips about uh how he you know the portrayal of coolness uh and how he he can't he can't be cool because uh cool people don't care and he cares far too much and that's yeah that that's an interesting angle i, I think there's there's always a different angle someone can have on what makes someone cool because yeah i think a lot of people would see him as that i think it's wild how uh how we pick our heroes in various ways. And he's, he's a person who in so many peculiar ways was a hero to a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, who shouldn't be. I mean, you know, uh, smoking nonstop. Of course, the, the I could say the drug problem. Of course, I feel like the hero aspect of that is pulling himself out of the drug problem as well as he did. Um, but, you know, just in so many ways, so many things that people could look at and go, yeah, this guy was incredibly fucked up. That's not a hero. And yet, yeah, I don't know. He feels like almost uh, the hero type, certainly the the kind of passion and love and the, the life he led. Yeah, it just it, it definitely made me wonder what for a lot of people is is kind of the the, the thing they would have liked to have achieved in their lives before they go, because that's a man who certainly did a hell of a lot. And, yeah, you know, it, it it's weird to aspire to something like that while also looking at and going, but I definitely don't want to be you. <laughs> Yeah, Josh, I think uh, you had something for us this week. You wanted to throw out there. Yeah. Uh, to this before, large group before, before of people we before you. Super, super <laughs> deep on that thing, which, by the way, we could just talk about us super heroes deep heroes. And well, yeah, well, no, let's talk about us because that's what the that's what the that's what the uh, short, short team episodes are about. Question for each of you. When did you know that we were friends? You know, there's always that question, you know, or not question, but you always know that moment when you become like somebody's significant other. Yeah. We're not significant others in that regard, but like, yeah, yeah. When was the moment we became each other's friends? Gosh. Right? There's going to be a lot of dead air you got to edit, Jeff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's another uh, ship of Theseus kind of thing where it's like that slow crawl into friendship. But like, you know, you and I, we've discussed before, we, we go back, uh, uh, you know, like five or six years at this point, six years. Beyond, um, yeah. Yeah. And we started as teammates. You know, you, you, you invited me onto, onto a team and I joined you. And at that point we were, you know, strangers on a team together. I feel like, you know, it had to be just all the time we spent not doing teamwork, not rehearsing, just mm-hmm. sitting around after or beforehand and talking about things that weren't improv. And whether it yeah. was politics or opening up about our personal lives or everything else, I think the more it came to knowing all the stuff, and I think I think it's definitely that moment where you can make fun of each other successfully and nobody believes it. You know, nobody takes it as uh, as actually being put down. I sure. think that's the moment you can kind of recognize, yeah, this this is this is not just uh, some sort of uh, colleagues or or team members, but there's there's actual trust and and friendship here i dig it um i I think most of my friends real quick trying to think back to every friendship i've made throughout my life but a real quick scan i'm not finding any any anomalies i think every friend i've ever had it's been i knew we were friends pretty much the moment we met uh just the right vibe nice Mm -hmm. which is ridiculous uh coming from someone like me who's it's not like no. <laughs> an atheist and 
all about you know believe yeah, it sounds in science like fate and stuff. or something but, but right yeah. yeah but an idea like a vibe or fate just feels whatever but that's that's absolutely what it what it is it just some people just have the right feeling in your fast friends yeah i think that that's especially common among people who uh skew toward comedy because there's that instant effort to or not even effort but like that that instant thing where you're just playful with with people and right. if they are playful in the same way or they 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 react in the same way. They recognize immediately what you were going for and the reference you were going for and the tone you were going for. And they're there with you on it. It's already automatically this thing that, that, that puts you at ease with them. Yeah. I think uh, you saying that is making me realize that doing that quick scan again, most of those moments that are popping up were, (laughs) um, were that like one of me or the other person or other people were being sarcastic and making fun of whatever current situation we were in yeah. uh, and yeah, man. just doing bits. Right. And then just right. other pre- person just jumps in without missing a beat. And it's just like, yeah, that's the connection. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's good. And that very much is that kind of thing where it's like, Oh, I already know you and you already know me. It's just, yeah. Yeah. We're cut of the same cloth, so to speak, which is to say, Every time I made a friend, I stood around purposely trying to be as cool as possible. Yeah, <laughs> I feel that by being ironic and making so fun can, of stuff. Jet and I can both take notes. There's just a being ironic and sarcastic, oh, uh, making fun of whatever shit, yeah. situation you're in, regardless of how good the situation actually is. Yeah, no, I I, I feel that from experience because I think there's been a, a there are definitely a lot of situations where I just kind of automatically go to. It's it's not like I'm trying to necessarily specifically impress people or be cool, but it is definitely that thing where it's like, here's the stuff I can do. I know I can I can be playful and I know I can make people laugh. So I'm going to go for that and hopefully people will like me. Super. Uh, yeah, Fred, just uh, just have a quick seat in my office. I, I know we've been putting off this meeting for a while now. Let's just uh, I'm running through meetings today, so just. Have a seat, and uh, we'll get this uh, we'll get this settled and taken care of. No problem, Jake. Really looking forward to tomorrow. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm too. It's uh, it's the big company picnic, and uh, and uh, we're you know competitions and picnics, and it's it's going to be fun. Which three legged race partners? That's what I'm talking about. So wait, did um, you um, was that what you were talking about? I was, I was. It's because you didn't of what say any. You about. didn't like. I, I had to. I had to be the one to initiate the uh, reminder of how great tomorrow is going. Sure, to be. I think that. But I think that's one of your best like personality traits, right? It's just like you're you're just so excited about things, and like like people call me the Wikipedia of information. You're like the calendar of dates. Like you just remember things all the time cut starbucks hey wikipedia of information how's it going hey buddy what's going on man ask me anything what's up uh what are you gonna have for day today oh oh you meant about stuff not related to my job here serving you at starbucks no 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 i was actually gonna have a uh, vente which actually means 20 ounces uh which is kind of odd because the ounces were not invented in rome it's actually a germanic measurement of uh a space go figure right I, uh, I work at Starbucks, so that that's like the stuff they tell us on day one. 
Okay, cool. I mean, you gotta look. dig deeper than that. Cut to Starbucks. Welcome to Starbucks. You're going to be selling coffee, uh, cleaning up bathrooms, um, policing people about wearing masks. Um, Excuse me, sir. Helping uh, people be screen. Hang, Mr. I, HR? Please save your questions. Look at the projector. Okay. Save your questions till the end. Okay. Uh, sure. Yeah. Um, you made him lose his train of thought. I mean, we're getting paid for the no, day. You didn't get us fired on day one. We get paid for the day anyways. Relax, okay? You're being a bad friend right now. Okay. Um, are you are, are you quite finished? I, I never actually started. Uh, I just wanted that on the record. I was just, I was chastising my friend, but uh, I'm not a part of this. I and, can be quiet. Uh, while, uh, while my friend likes to play the bad cop, I'm still going to be good cop here. And uh, just say, you know, I still have a question I wanted to ask, but... Um, you know, if I need to defer until uh, after uh, the projection presentation, I'm more than willing to, but just let you know. I think I'm, you uh, have a very confused interpretation of how bad, bad cop and good cop work. I just want to point that out. I don't think that that... Anyway, I'm it sorry. It just means Again, that I'm nice I'm not and mean, right? That's good. Sir, I have a second question. What? Um, Good cop, bad cop. That means good cop is nice and bad cop, he's, a, he's being a jerk, right? That's what good cop, bad cop means? Well, I mean, it's oversimplifying it, I think, to say that bad cop is just being a jerk. They're being a jerk with intention, right? It's Thank you. To extract information okay. to get to the and also, bottom of the case. I don't think I was case. being a jerk. Was I, was I, was I being a, a jerk, Mr. Cisneros? Was, was I being a jerk? Because I feel like I was trying to, to demonstrate to you that I was on your side, that you need to, to be able to, to speak and, and, and train us properly without being interrupted I, oh shit that is a good cop thing to do right i was just about to agree that's exactly what i was about to say it sounds like the student has become the teacher we got three good cops here i like this um now about my first question do you still want me to wait until the presentation after or okay i'll ask um when do we get to the historical portion of starbucks Oh, that's. I had the same question, but I was afraid to interrupt to ask. Two good cops are asking about the historical history of historical history. That's a day phrase. thirty-seven. Can we move it up, maybe? Oh no, there's we're Starbucks. We're we're successful for a reason. Is it is it is it the fact reasons. that you're on every single corner? Yeah, uh, okay. yeah, sure that too. We're uh, an oligopoly. Can you uh, can you teach us about that word? About oligopoly. Yes, please. Thank you. Yes, I'll, you have to, yes. I'll teach you yeah, all about I would like about to know oligopoly. about oligopoly. It'll just take a moment. Cut back. So, Fred, I, I'm glad we're we're catching up before the, the big picnic. It is time for said uh, review, uh, you know, going over the past year. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I know that you've been applying for the position of friend. Mm-hmm. Um, how do I say this? It's... Uh, you're fantastic at what you do, Fred, first of all. I, I want to say that you're great. In team meetings, you uh, increase morale. Uh, you're usually uh, the first one to back me up and no matter what I say, even when I give you guys mandatory overtime. You're totally uh, right about that. I'd work any day for you, bro. <laughs> Thanks, man. And, and I, I appreciate that. Um, but for the sake of this meeting, if you just want to uh, politely address me as sir, we, we can do that as well. 
Um, so, uh, right, <laughs> what? Just, uh, just if you wanted to just politely address me as uh, sir, just because we're in a, the professional confines of a worker uh, evaluation. Bitch, our legs have shared a burlap sack. Yeah, they have. You're right. You're. you're are you? F- are I, I'm gonna need. I'm gonna need a reason. I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. I'm gonna I'm need kidding. a reason you, not to turn around and walk out your office door no, right now. I was. I was trying. I was trying to be like ironic and, and sarcastic. You know, like you wouldn't get the job. You know, because that's what friends do. They mess with each other. Of course, you got the position. You're trying, of this friend. is. This is. This is utter bullshit, man. You're trying to play bad cop. No, I c- this. This from the guy. Okay. Who, okay. This from the guy okay. who didn't like. Movies like Forty Eight Hours and another Forty Eight Hours, and they were mean to Beverly Eddie Murphy Hills the whole Cop. time. I... And no, okay. not just because they're Eddie Murphy movies, but because every one of them they play the good cop bad cop card, and you just sure, can't stand sure. the bad cop. Uh-huh. No, I. Yeah, I can't. Uh, how would like... just a how would just okay, a so subordinate like... coworker know these things? Shit. Hmm. You've you changed, Jake. No, I no, I I didn't I didn't change see now if I changed I would have been the bad cop. See, I don't change. That doesn't sound good. Hey, hey Fred. Yeah. Hey, I, uh, oh no, I'm, I just wanted to give you real quick. I, I got you those uh those best friend mugs that you, you had me uh custom make for you. Here here you go. I'm sorry, oh. best best what? Uh, they say best friends on them? Oh uh, yeah, Fred. Fred asked oh. me to make a pair of those for him. He wanted to give them to somebody truly special. He said, oh. "Somebody, oh, okay. uh, somebody he really who, who who was just with him through thick and thin," is what he said. No, no, uh, I got so, it. No, yeah. We're good. We're All in the that's middle. On here. We're in the middle there of a meeting. Go, so if he can just shut the door. No, okay. these are really big mugs. You know, I no. could use your <laughs> very thick arms to help lift these mugs out of the boxes they came in. There's a lot on them the thing i mean whose thick arms are you talking about because it's basically a toilet worth of ceramic for each mug okay you're you're a lot you're you're a lot to talk you 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 and you and roger over there you two are best friends you guys are sharing best friends mugs that's just, that's what's it, going down. Really, this wasn't for me. And you're gonna give me. You're a really no, wait bad. a second. You're you're saying that I was the bad cop this whole time, and I'm trying to be professional and saying that maybe you don't get the friend promotion this year, and then all of a sudden Roger comes in with two mason jar size best friend mugs, and I'm supposed to be okay with that after you said I couldn't be bad cop. First of all. What? what? What did you want to what say? What kind of tiny ass toilets do you use? And secondly, those mugs were not for Roger. No, no. Why would Roger have brought them oh. to me so I could open them to then deliver them to the person that they're for? Huh? Why would I ask you oh. for the gift of your enormous? incredible arms to lift up these comically huge mugs out of the boxes that they came in. I don't know that running out of reasons to stay here. That makes sense. You know, I think I'm just going to, I think I'm just going to debunk myself. Okay. You become bad cop. I'll be, I'll be good cop. 
Is, is there a, a neutral cop for me? Oh, fuck you, Roger. Not Why were you even here? You had nothing. Yeah, to... fuck you, Roger. Get out of here. Hey, there he is. God, you believe that guy, Fred? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Legit. Uh, <laughs> uh, reunite, I don't know, for your shared hatred of Roger. Always. Um, I think I'm in the same boat uh, as far as what we're talking about. I think you, you automatically catch a vibe from somebody. Um, I remember Jet. The, I mean, it's funny. Like the first time I met you, we did a scene together. Like that was yeah, definitely yeah. Uh, the vibe and the fact that like we kept the scene going. And I didn't like, uh, especially when I was an improviser. Then I was so in my head. Like if you guys think I'm in my head now, oh my gosh, back then <laughs> it was even worse. So the fact that I didn't. I didn't feel that I was in my head at all with you doing this. Like it was such a natural scene. And mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. I think that moment I just went, Oh, okay. This guy's cool. And then I think the uh, actual, well, I'll, I'll jump to that later. And then for Sanders, <laughs> uh, what happened was Jed had mentioned you uh, a bunch of times before I even met you. He's, you got to meet this guy, Chris, you got to meet this guy, Sanders. Uh, he's, He's so cool. He's so nice. He's funny. He can put uh, like, I honestly, I think thought, you put a few of those words in my mouth, but it's fine. No, it's all I, true. Okay. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is all the nice things he said about you. I was like, you know, you're, you're putting someone over like this. Isn't true. Yeah, you were pretty dismissive of, I of my praise. Yeah. Dismissive. I, I don't know why. Cause I'll put context out there too. No, I know exactly why. <laughs> oh, tell jo me. <laughs> Josh is the guy who finds talent. Josh is, is the talent finder <laughs> on every team, every production, every sure. produced night, every, every show lineup. Josh is the guy who finds all of this hidden gold talent and comes to us and goes, oh, my God, you got to check out this new person I found. And he's right. Like the guy, he consistently finds people who are just incredibly talented. And we're like, oh, this is this is amazing. So like for someone else to come in and say, no, I found this really this guy. You're going to love him. He's going to be great. He's going to be in all of our stuff. And Josh is like, sure, sure, Jet. That's my job. OK, it's my job. So. Yeah, yeah, right, a hundred percent. So by the time we needed somebody to fill in, and I first met Sanders, first met Chris, I seriously thought, and like Chris is just a nice guy. Hey, how's it going? Shook my hand. I thought, oh, he's way too good looking for for him to know Jet, because <laughs> like, Jet and I are so uncool. I was like, who's this fucking model? Like he can't. No, he he's not friends with Jet. <laughs> like. And then, and then I hate to say it. My first thought was, "Oh, he's good looking, but he can't improv." Like, what the fuck does that mean, Josh? <laughs> right? And then, of course, like you played, and like you're so funny, and and just killed it. But the moment that I, I think I reached uh, like a different level with both of you guys was again on stage. I think uh, um, I had come, Chris. I had come to like a, a, like admire and like respect your talent, and like I always thought you were just a cool person. You're super laid back and nice. But I remember we did, I think we just did it like an improvised movie together, like really early on because we needed someone. And the fact that you were just like, fuck it, I'll do it. And you jumped in and like, we both had like, like you said earlier, like this manic energy, just sharing the same crazy vibe. I was like, 
this guy gets it. Like this guy gets me. I was me. And trying then, like, to remember which one hung out uh, of those. There, there was one that sticks out in my mind that was just so fun, and it involved like wicker men of some sort. Mm-hmm. And you, yeah, yeah, we had, it was a cop movie. Yeah, yeah. we had made you <laughs> the the like grizzled detective. I can't, yes. Oh man, it was so fun. Yes. It was because I, I, I remember I remember breaking at one point because I was mm-hmm. I was giving a direction to you or about what is happening to you in the <laughs> yes. scene or something, and I like broke then just laughing uh, describing it. Sure, dude. I'm so glad you said that because it was that exact moment. Because like the improvised movie. Sorry, listeners, uh, get nerdy for a second. More nerdy. The improvised movie means so fucking much to me. So, like, the fact that you and I were sharing that thing that was so close and so funny, I was like, this guy, fucking love this guy. He's in. Yeah. It's great. No, but I, I I mean, that's that's a thing. Absolutely. I, you know, not to make this one of those uh, shows that talks about improv uh, again, but it, it, shout out Sam Miller. The, the t- <laughs> no, actually, they have. Yeah, they uh, honestly, uh, the comedy fix. Is that, that yep. the name of that show? It's yeah, a great they, podcast. Yeah, Sorry, they get, dude, keep going. They get really into the into the, the thick of comedy and as a whole and improv and really discussing the deep theory of it. And like that's that's a show that has uh, earned its cred in talking about comedy, um, even even if you want to shout at them sometimes because you're disagreeing with them. Like, that's the beauty of that kind of a, a topic. Anyway, though, back to this. Uh, yeah, I think it's always said that the best improv is when the improvisers themselves are clearly enjoying themselves and having, having fun on stage and enjoying one another. And I've, I've never played better than when I've played to entertain my teammates. Yeah. And th- those shows were like that. And I think they worked that well because <laughs> yeah, like uh, Chris at that time, uh, yeah, you, you didn't have uh, improvised movie training. You just jumped at in. All. He was if I remember it. correctly, maybe yeah. maybe I'm remembering. No, that's yeah. true. I thought that was so great. Yeah. But you just jumped in, and there was a, an automatic trust there because there was a group of people who who knew what they were doing. I had trust in you because I performed with you enough that I knew you were very good at just going with the flow and figuring out on your feet. And the thing is, with a lot of this stuff, as long as you understand narrative and you also understand just the basic you know, tenets of of the yes and and the relationships and everything else you can you can figure out well enough to get through it and so enough of us knew the rest of the beats and you were like cool i can just play very clear characters and play off of the rest of you and build and pick up as i go and yeah you you fit in instantly it was a natural thing um i think the part that solidified it though so after that show uh i i had to eat so much crow and anytime like the name Chris Sanders was mentioned, I had to give Jet props. Like, hey, great find. Guy's awesome. Good dude. I, I hope you play again. Like, just blah, 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 blah. Um, but I remember, what was it? Like, after the holiday shows, like, I, well, I, so that whole time, I just had, like, this friend crush on Chris Sanders. I was like, he's the coolest dude. Like, he's awesome. And then I think after, like, one of the holiday Armando shows we did where we were talking out in the fucking <laughs> alley and uh i gave everybody uh amazon gift cards for presents i don't know yes. if you guys remember yeah i remember and, and then uh again going back to being i guess uh I- ironic or trying to be cool or whatever fucking sanders pulls out a a, a what is it a tommy boy line brother's hug and just gave me a, a like like a nice hug i was like oh Cool. I think we're friends now. I'll mm-hmm. I'll I'll take it. <laughs> Super. Uh, yeah. 
uh, real quick, uh, I sorry. Uh, what's what's your name? Is it uh, Jonathan? Phil. It's Phil. 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 Cool. 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 You can call me real Jonathan quick. if you want. But no, it's that's Phil. fine. Phil's good too. Uh, listen, I got to do this brain surgery real quick. Uh, can you fill in with me? You you know how to do a brain surgery, right? Hey, You've done you, these. You said Phil. <laughs> fill in. Get it? Like <laughs> I do. <laughs> that's great. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I wasn't uh, even going for that, but I like that you uh, you made that connection with me. You seem like you'd be great at brain surgery. You want to jump in on this with me? Uh, yeah, yeah, let's do it. Um, you can call me Jonathan if you want, but I mean, I don't want to step on toes. I mean, at this point, I feel like I've committed to the Phil thing, so okay. I like Phil, I only Phil. have so much brain space. No, okay. no joke, because I got to okay. you know, focus on the brain surgery okay. here. And, and so. I'll call you Al. Like, like you can call me Al. Okay, my name actually is Al, though, so... Get the fuck out. Your name's Al? Yes, that's <laughs> weird. You picked up yes! on that. That's a great vibe. That's... I am feeling this here. Oh, my I, God. Right now. We like, are going to do great brain surgery together. I I, I, I know we got to get to that surgery real quick, but Absolutely. can I just say, I'm feeling like like brain waves between <laughs> you and I. Like, <laughs> right, you, yes. Like, I'm not trying to be funny, but like you, you feel it, right? Right, like, there's, right. There's, there's, wow. Okay. This might be the anesthesia talking, but I can oh, <laughs> see the friendship waves. Like this you, guy gets this it. is cool. He does. This is I got. It's pretty cool to see the two surgeons that are about to, you know, poke around in there. Are you about oh, to do what man. you do? Pretty cool to see you guys yeah. just that become support is so nice. besties right in front of my eyes. Absolutely, Josh, and uh, you, 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 it's so nice for you uh, to recognize this in the two of us. Uh, sorry, uh, uh, Phil, this is Josh, our patient. He's the one who we're going to be cutting open, just chopping that head open here. Hey, nice uh, to meet what's up, you. dude? Hey, man. My name's, up, buddy? My name's Josh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Phil. Hey, careful. Yeah. Careful, my brain's oh. open. I see it tingling, man. It's funny because right. it's like, hey, unless I'm wrong, like when I talk to you, like I see like the little brain, like it's not a little brain, you got a big brain, man. I'm saying you're smart, oh. but like it's, it's moving. Wait, and it's well, like, you maybe see it's what else it. I got. I was catching him. <laughs> you see that? This is see. This is great. You you understand this this sort of thing we see. Once once we open them up, we can see so many things. We understand just by glancing at that brain what's going on deep inside that noggin. It's it's wild yeah. stuff. Yeah, you, but of course you know that as a fellow brain surgeon. You like it when I? I mean, you make, just ordained when me, I make so, yeah. them cheeks clap. Oh, look at those lobes connect like oh, that. Oh, my oh. God. I've never seen that. Oh, my. This guy's hilarious. Josh, with his brain, Josh oh. isn't twerking, but with his brain, he's he's working. He's hey, working right you now. You know, I, I, it, just, it, it seems soon, but uh, assuming you survive the surgery, Josh, you want to get a drink with uh, with me and, and, and Phil? Yeah, man. Whoa. Wait, I'm part of this? This is like a three-way now? I mean, it could be. Yeah, if if we actually, you know what? I'm just gonna throw it out there. You if do you just it. Jump, you do if, it. If you just want to jump in, I know you don't have any experience with this, but if you just want to jump in, I think if we pour like the fireball whiskey directly onto the brain, it's like it, it's like an instant buzz. That just sure sanitize zap. it. <laughs> I that's oh <laughs> wow. You, you, you should ordain him to be a, a brain surgeon too. Like seriously, Phil, why? I mean, you because know, of course you are already, works? so you know this stuff. But Phil, uh, new it sounds like you, right, you, Josh. It sounds like you know your stuff. Yeah. Oh, me? Yeah. I'm. I've been. I've been doing like 
brain since I was like not even man. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Okay, I'm feeling I'm feeling this. Like you I'm, seem confident. It, yeah. Absolutely. Listen, we'll hook you up with some tools too. We've got some things, you know, they reach around in, in awkward ways, but like you seem oh, to know what favorite. you're doing. And who knows their own brain better than than them? It it's See, this is what oh. I like about Okay. All right. Josh. I wouldn't have it's like, Okay. Interesting choice. I would not have cut that, but uh all right. I can't do the thing. Must if mean I'm doing notice, it, right? Like, okay. All right. Let's, uh, I love that song, and I don't want to miss a thing. That's right. We're singing now. Uh, maybe I, we'll do karaoke later. I'm just yeah. getting ahead. I'm just getting ahead. No, I'm sorry, I usually I'm sorry. like music in the in the operating room, but honestly, it's all licensed, so I can't play it right now. Oh, do you want me to? Do you want me to put on? Like, I'll put on the karaoke version. Listen to this guy. He speaks Spanish too. This is wild. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. The things you don't know about your own friends, who we are now. Well, We're all it, friends. I mean, I'm looking at his medical record. He actually. Oh, that's <laughs> that's funny. Oh, he's drooling. Oh, this is... <laughs> <laughs> he's like a big old puppy. Okay. Hey, uh, <laughs> Josh, you, you all right there, buddy? No, he's fine. He's a, he's a man of few. Uh, oh, that's uh, those no, aren't that's, words. That's not good. Yeah. Okay. All right. Listen. Um, let's. We should let, let him. We should let him clean up, and yeah, maybe he'll yeah. meet us. He can finish up. We'll get yeah. the drinks later. All right. Uh, you know, meet us at the bar. We're just gonna we're gonna scrub out, and we're gonna go. Uh, we're gonna pop down there. Right. It's right up across the street. Oh, oh Burks. It's called. So uh, okay, just meet so. us there. All right. Josh. Uh, just, just remember, buddy. Olympian fireballs. <sighs> On your boy. All right. Okay. All right. You, you, you close up. You got this, buddy. You no, got no, this. I, it's our secret language. You too. Come on. <laughs> Legit. This is a very. Uh, that was a very visual sequence. Uh, See, the audience no, is going to love that. That's that's the type of friendship I'm looking for, man. Like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Now the kind. I, I of, think we're getting somewhere, fellas. Do you want to do? Uh, do you want to do one of the ads first before I get to you, Jet? Or uh, oh yeah, let's uh, let's do that. We uh, we are missing Michael Hyman again this week. Uh, uh, just, God bless you, Hyman. Um, what an incredible streak he has just thrown in the trash and set on fire. <laughs> He's uh, doing the Lord's work. He is actually in Africa right now. He's handing out 2020 Suns Championship jerseys it's um yeah. that's great lord's that's, work that's beautiful i uh, actually it's, it's really a real it's a real good cop there thought for a second that he was in africa well josh just said he was in africa so are you saying josh is lying wow that's very bad cop of you we should probably get to that ad hmm. so i think uh <laughs> yeah can you uh I, I think you've got the recording of that one uh chris sanders can you i guess hit play on that bad okay. boy all right I'll hit play on this bad boy. <clears throat> Damn radio. Nothing's ever good. Fifty tons of fun. What's this? That's right. Stop on by and fuel up. For 50 tons of fun! Oh, hell yeah! 
this summer from the people who brought you Big Mama's House comes a comedy that's on a long drive. Trucking's just what I do. That's Big Ten Four. I got your load coming up right now. See the underworld <coughs> of the underside of the semi-trucking business. I got your load right here. Sweet, just leave it on the back. Burt Reynolds. Hey! Stars. <laughs> In the role of a lifetime. If you're gonna work for him in his trucking business, just remember, don't cross the double yellow line. Oh yeah, and he hates his name. This summer, Burt Reynolds in Long Haul Sally's. Rated R. God, I've, I've missed I've missed his movies. Uh, that's this I already is, bought my fucking tickets. I am yeah. so in. Yeah, you're also uh, he's you know famous for uh, just you know, screaming hey. <laughs> yep, no, that's his catchphrase. I mean, it's it's his woe basically. So yeah, this is the last. Uh, I understand this was the last film he he filmed before he passed. Yep. It took them a long time to get it, this thing edited. I guess mm-hmm. you know pandemic delays and all. It that. It was a but, uh, uh, it was similar to like a Paul Walker type situation. So yeah. they had to try to put together you know based on footage they got his, that they they had. Got his brother and, to do some yeah, of the body yeah, doubling yeah, yeah. for but, it like that you know, one, there's yeah. nobody uh, burt reynolds older guy uh yeah. nobody you know his age that just had it had the same thing going on it was a, yeah. it was a lot harder to find digital know, they had yeah. digitally recreate him a lot yeah, yeah. uh I'm, I'm yeah i'm hearing a posthumous oscar buzz for this one so yeah yeah, yeah. move over heathcliff ledger it's Albert Reynolds time. Yes, that is what uh, Bert is short for, correct? I think so. So back to you, Jetski. Mm-hmm. You know how Peter betrayed Jesus on three separate occasions? God, do I. There's three big moments where I was like, oh, shit. Me and this Jared Coffin guy were fucking friends. Oh, I thought you were talking about three big betrayals. Yeah, I was waiting no, for the betrayals. Yeah. Which you haven't done yeah. because we're friends. Okay. What is, All right, yeah, good. So yeah. wait, what did, I, did I, say, I was going to the number three, guys. Into this? That was you ought to be in some and bad betrayals. <laughs> and betrayal. We really had to go negative. <laughs> Here, yeah, I, I guess that's the bad cop, so we all feel the, the good the, cop moment. You're yeah. being, yes. No, you're you're mistaking uh, bad cops for good friends. Sometimes ah. you got to show tough oh. love to be the best friend. Oh, what what movie is that? The catchphrase, from? dude. That's a fucking movie. Yeah, that's that absolutely is the uh, the, the line. It is. Uh, Did I plagiarize unknowingly? <laughs> no, it, no, it, it, but it is now. It, it's very good cop of you. Um. <laughs> So, all right, so we had just, like, started, you know, we were on a team, and, like, I wanted to kind of just figure out who you were. I wanted to hang out with you to kind of figure out who's this guy, right? Because, like, the note we had been given from our teacher at the time was, like, you got to hang out with the person to understand them better so you do better work. Mm -hmm. So, unfortunately, I had started hanging out with people almost from an academic standpoint which is a shitty thing to say but i grew up weird and a single child so whatever 
But um, high five, first, high five, buddy. Ah, another one. Mm-hmm. Um, no, man. The first time uh, we did a sh- we did a show on the main stage, and it got so intense between us. The fact that you oh, like yeah. let me like like you, and you started dying on stage, mm-hmm. and like I didn't think like yeah, you I was start- having a, you, you you helped build this scenario where I was this this drunk and druggy, and eventually we're getting near the end or the end of this sure. narrative. And you set up the fact that I am ODing on stage. I think I think in that case on the in the wings, you told me go on OD. Yeah. Uh, and it's like I, I was there for it because like it, it it absolutely fit with the narrative. I needed we were this going to happen. Super yeah. dark. Yeah. Uh, yep. Improv. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, but the fact that you started like dying, like mm-hmm. I didn't think, oh, his characters died. I was like, Jet's dying. <laughs> like because you sold it so well. So that moment, so in the scene, like, I'm trying to really revive this guy. And, like, I, I like, unhurled this, like, slap, like, that came from, like, Mississippi or something. It, just, it came from way down south. Mm-hmm. And, like, the fact that I, like, I slapped you so hard wasn't the character stuff. Like, I really cared about Jet. <laughs> like, and, and that and that whole show, go ahead. Well, that was, and that was the funny thing was because after the show, you immediately came up to me and it's like, yeah. dude, I'm so, I'm so sorry. Because yeah. you did, you literally slapped me across the face. Like the and, crowd went, oof. <laughs> yes. And after, like you came up to me, he's like, I'm so sorry. Are you okay? I Did I cross a line? And I was so in it. Yeah, I didn't know what you were talking about when you were asking me that because I did not remember you literally slapping me. I was just in that we moment. You state, I guess. Yeah, in the moment, it's like I was in character. You were in character. You slapped the guy who was dying to wake him up, and I was like, "That's of course the right thing to do." It never crossed my mind that this was potentially a bad thing to literally get slapped across the face by my teammate. It wasn't yeah. a fake slap. It wasn't a stage slap. You really slapped me, and uh, I didn't care. Yeah. And I think that's correct me if I'm wrong on this, but like, I think that's kind of the thing with, especially with like improvisers or comedians is like when you start doing bits or you're in the middle of that scene. Yeah. Like you enter, like I said it just a few seconds ago, but like you enter like that fugue state where you're just like on another level. Yeah. Like I, I know on like one level, it sounds weird where I go, me and Chris Sanders did a show and we both thought something was funny and we became friends. Like, yeah. Yes, that's technically what happened, but there's this weird level where we saw eye to eye with each other on a different thing, which just makes it that much better. I think, yeah, is this, I don't know if this is something you've experienced, Sanders, where like you get so lost in a scene that you lose track of the the actors and you only see characters. Um, Because it's something I've definitely ended up in where I know after, after several shows, so like a, a, a teammate has come up to me and said, oh, man, that was so great when we did such and such. And I was like, oh, that was you. I had no memory of which teammate <laughs> it was I was in the scene with. Well, no, no, I, I know that. happened. In fact, I remember that That's happened with Sam Miller. That's a huge compliment. Yeah, I think so. I think to both people, it absolutely is. I know there was a time where that happened with Sam Miller. I think it might have happened with Justin Ma- Jason McIntyre at some point. But like, yeah, there was like a scene where we talked about it afterwards. And I was like, I had no memory of who I was on stage with. I only remembered the character they played. That, that is rad. Yeah, I, I, I think that's a really... I think it's a really powerful example of how deep you can get into this. And yeah, I just as as Chris just said, like it, it is it, it should absolutely be taken as a compliment because the other person embodied that character so fully. Right. That that's all you saw. So so I would say that was the unconventional part of it. 
The conventional part was after that show, I think that was the first night, Jet, where you and I closed down iOS, just yeah, drinking, yeah. fucking sharing stories, just being quote-unquote dudes, you know? Um, that was very important to me. And then the second time, you asked me to be, like, one of the best men at your wedding. Like That did happen, yes. Yeah, yeah. sucker. Like, no one has ever asked me that before. So, like, the fact, like, the fact that someone asked you that, it's like... Mm-hmm. Oh shit, we're on a different level now. Nice. Yep. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And uh at that point, like I knew I knew we were good for sure. I I like using this phrase and I've mentioned it before, but I think I hit another level where I became like where I like to <laughs> I like to imbue myself as like Uncle Josh to like your family, you know? Sure. Like yeah. you know, I'm not I'm not really Uncle Josh, but I'm your dad's friend, Josh. And it was like, you know, you you never put on any airs that you can cook. <laughs> but like like and it meant a lot to me, truly. Like the fact that you let me orchestrate and curate and produce like your Thanksgiving dinner for your whole family, like meant the fucking world. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it meant was, the world to us too. Cause you know, that year, yeah, this was all uh pandemic year right this was last year that this happened yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and you know and my my wife sari always does amazing work for for thanksgiving and it was just it was a year where she just started a new job i was i was stressed enough and of course we had the pandemic stuff going sure. on and it was one of those things it's like we're just gonna we're gonna order a meal we're just gonna you know this year we're gonna do one of the you know boston market or one of the you know yeah. What are they, those companies and just do that? And that's where we were going to go because I didn't have the energy in it. I, I'm not incapable of cooking. I'm incapable of all of the work that goes into it. It's, if, if, it's a if lot. I can, yeah. If I can <laughs> psych myself into into doing the work, I'm capable of it. I know, you know, the, the tools and I know how to follow recipes and I know the ingredients and I can manage. But I can't plan a meal because my ADHD kicks in hard and I get overwhelmed by it. And just it's too much. And so, yeah, you, you know, you, you really stepped up. And this this is a team that we regularly talk and advise one another. I mean, you know, it's great. Chris, you, you, you regularly give fantastic uh, health related advice since that's something you've definitely been in a place where you're taking seriously. And Chris as, Sanders is a good looking man. I mean, <laughs> let's be honest. This is the narrative. But going to the the cooking thing, I think, you know, especially with with my with both my parents, they were the way they like they showed affection was like buying buying you shit, right? Especially since I was only child, right. it was easy to do that. Oh, you want this here? Have a Sega Genesis, kid, <laughs> you yeah. know? Um and I of course I appreciate that, but I think what I guess my love language or friendship language or whatever is like uh like acts, you know, deeds. I like you know, I'm if, if oh, I was good. a cat, if I was a cat, I'd be bringing you dead birds all the time. <laughs> you Until know? you said deeds, I was afraid you meant the body spray. So, oh yeah, body acts for sure. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, that too. I mean, some of us have to be cool as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like cooking Thanksgiving dinner or uh, when we had the we had the barbecue, and it seems like a million years ago. What was that? June or July? It was June, right? June. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't like. I could have just been like, oh, hey, I'll bring the cups. It was like, no, I got to bring not only ribs, but I got to bring six ribs and like 18 pounds. Not not like some mac and cheese. 18 pounds of mac and cheese is just <laughs> way too much. Cheese. Well, thank you. Yes. But it was like, this is how much I care. <sighs> Which I can I can understand sometimes 
it's uh overwhelming <laughs> you know mm-hmm. but uh i guess that's the, the i guess that's the flavor i am you know uh i'll send sanders overwhelming text, hey, is your flavor up? he's just like oh <laughs> yeah whenever, yeah 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 whenever you ever described uh how something tastes as overwhelming <laughs> Uh, it's better than underwhelming. That's oh man, these are good. How 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 are those wings? <laughs> oh. <coughs> overwhelming, overwhelming. <laughs> oh, that sounds fantastic. Oh my god, I gotta try. Uh, this is the friendship you you got into, Sanders. I'm so sorry. I apologize. I know I know I'm a lot. I'm I'm sorry. I'm just telling you that now. You're an acquired taste, and that taste is overwhelming. <laughs> actually that feels like what doritos should use that yes. as a descriptor yes. remember they had their doritos extreme line yeah. years back which i did a commercial for and like that they're absolutely overwhelming should have been. right that should be doritos extreme they're overwhelming yes just don't do it their slogan was bold and daring but i feel like they're overwhelming would absolutely have sold better so I amazingly, uh, Michael Hyman, on a week that he is not here, managed to procure two advertisements for us. I just I don't understand how this guy works this hard on getting us sponsors all of the time, consistently. And even when he's not here, he's he's pulling in double duty. But uh, you know how, how you said earlier, like I was like, I'm the guy who likes to bring in the talent, right? Yes. Hyman's the guy who likes to bring in the ads. He like, does. Na- now I was like, hey, Mike, I think I-. he's like, don't worry about it. I, I got the ad. And I was just yeah. like, all right. Yeah. All right. And he sent two of them. So, uh, yeah, I-, I think he emailed this one to you, Sanders, as well. Oh, I don't yeah, know why he he's did. got such an affinity for, for Sanders at this point. I'm, I'm, in- I'm the host. Wait, and Josh. We all have well. an affinity for yeah. Sanders. Okay. I just said how overwhelming. Oh, that's I true. Was. We spent the okay. entire podcast <laughs> talking about that. So I guess it, it explains. <laughs> I think it's very clearly documented. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, uh, separate tape for this yeah. one. Guys, has this happened to you? Babe, I really want to get busy. Oh, not right now. There's nothing romantic. I don't see anything romantic anywhere. Hmm. If only the moon were out. Damn. How can it do control the moon? Now you can. With. That's no moon. That's right. That's no moon. (laughs) Comes in a convenient teardropper because it's a liquid that you will surreptitiously drip into your significant other's eye with or without their knowledge. And what does it do? Well, being made in the USA, it's already filled with carcinogens and other awful products. But it's not as toxic as you'd expect. Just enough to very quickly cause a cataract on the user's eye. And conveniently, that cataract looks like a full, sexy, romantic moon. The liquid creates a cataract that is solid, yet flexible. A lot like Gore Vidal's choice of sex partners. Fuck. (laughs) If you've been having trouble getting laid lately because there's nothing romantic for your lady to look at, guys, you need That's No Moon so you can get back to tooling around. (laughs) 
Oh my god! They, uh, the, the I guess I'm, so, they, I'm so glad we have Michael Hyman pulling these ads. The uh, what? What are they called? On the marital aid uh, industry, just gets more and more creative on a regular basis. Uh, that's that's a new idea I'd never even considered before. Because uh, yeah, you, there's there's really there's nothing more romantic than a full moon in the sky uh, or in the bed. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Let me let me ask you this. So, uh, I, I think we've firmly established uh, what type of friend I am. The uh, overwhelming <laughs> variety. Um, question for both of you guys: um, What type of friend are you, and how long have you known you are that friend? Hmm. For example, I said I was the overwhelming friend. And I knew I was the overwhelming friend the first time I called my buddy and I left him eight voicemails in a row. <laughs> Which, by the way, Chris Sanders, so sorry. I didn't mean that. I was just trying to connect. Uh, I mean, I think it's different. I, I play different roles in different in the different friend groups I've been in. Like I've mm-hmm. I've bounced friends uh, in every stage of my life. Um, I mean, technically, I still have, you know, friends from like as far back as I think sixth grade when I moved to Schoolcraft, where I eventually I did. Well, I started fifth grade there, but fifth through um, graduating high school. So some of those guys. uh, I, I haven't seen them in person in years. Sure. But we still connect on social media, you know, yearly like text, happy birthday text. That's great. But that's a very different type of friend. And the friend that I was growing up was the very different. I wasn't I was never the cool friend. And then uh, like in the army, totally different groups of friends in there, too. So within the confines of the super legit comedy crew the greatest comedy crew of all time what's what's the what's the sanders slide i i'm not qualified to (laughs) (laughs) to self-evaluate like that yeah yeah also uh i i have no um i have i have no options you're you're asking me to come up with out of thin air uh from an infinite number of possibilities Exactly. Yeah, talk what about type of being friend the I overwhelming am. friend, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean that's a hard one, and I think it's also one of those things where it, it's it's like uh, it's like nicknames, and uh, oh, I, I forget I had this comparison point for something else the other day, but it's like it's that sort of thing that other people have to describe on your behalf. Um, you, you can't really self-reflect. I mean, you jokingly mentioned being overwhelming and then you know we we've played with that too because there's well, obviously way more to you than that i mean you are uh you're, you're definitely the uh <clears throat> the leader type friend you're the support friend you're the one who shows up to move shit for people friend you're the you know the the cook friend etc so there's a lot more to you and overwhelming is the joke answer but it's not your actual answer you know, and everyone has their overwhelming moments. You absolutely know how many private conversations we have where I'm the one who sends you five texts in a row about something. And you're like, Jesus Christ, Jet, just chill the fuck out. You're a lot. Uh, 
So yeah, I think everyone has their special roles. You know, for me, as as far as friendship goes, like I I, I grew up also uh, uh, an only child. I also was homeschooled, so I didn't develop school friendships. I had many friendships with people that I worked with. And so I and and then, you know, in my first marriage, my ex-wife was the uh, the extremely social one. And so uh-huh. the social groups that I hung out with were her friends. And I sort of made friends with some of those people, uh-huh. but never to that deep level where I felt like they were truly my friends. I always felt like they were the people who tolerated my presence. And that may have been true. It may not have been. I have no uh-huh. idea, but probably not till really my 30s did I start to truly make friends. And and <laughs> and it took even longer to really believe I had made friends. So evaluating what kind of friend I am and everything, you know, there's definitely many angles. And I, to some people, I could definitely say a terrible friend. To other people, I can say, you know, a a, a pretty decent supportive friend. Uh, to many people, it's you know a, a distant friend. And especially in the age of Facebook, the idea of who uh, who and what a friend is changed a lot. Uh, social media changed what kind of connections you can make with people. And I have a lot of distant friendships. I have people sure. I really, really like, and I actually legitimately think I, I I see as friends who I have never met and whose faces I've never seen outside of an avatar. That's crazy. Yeah. I wish I could do that. That's that's awesome. And I I think you guys both have a point where you can't quantify it 100%. But I'll say for you, you're like, at least for me, but I think it applies for the whole uh, team and podcast. And all. You're such like the voice of reason, man. Like you just, and I'm jealous about like how cool and like, it's not nonchalant per se, but like, it's just, you're so measured and like, and it's the right measurement because you're (laughs) usually always right about something, which for a guy like me, who's so like dropping in fifth gear, hundred percent, hundred miles an hour, you Mm -hmm. know, let's go full throttle the whole time. The fact that you're like, hey, maybe we put that in third, Josh, on this. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, and you're or constantly like, shaking me and going, dude, just scream about something. <laughs> just, yeah. Or sometimes you'll be like, Josh, that's a great idea. You know, like, uh, for example, uh, hey, I think we should put, we should be a team. You're like, yeah, super legit's great. We should do this. And I was like, oh, hey. So, yeah, good call, Jet. <laughs> Thank you. Well, uh, I, I'm not sure what else there is to, to say here. I mean, we've just uh, we've spent the last hour specifically just calling out uh, what great friends we are, which is just got to make riveting material for uh, people who aren't us. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, they get to learn. The, I think it's important that they've been listening to our millions and millions of fans that have mm-hmm. been listening to these voices mm-hmm. that they start learning like the inner uh, group dynamics of the group. Like for yeah. example, I've listened to so many, I've listened to so many, uh, so many minutes of like Foo Fighters and Metallica and Pearl Jam that the fact that I get to know like the little inner history mm-hmm. about them and like when when James Hetfield and Lars Ulrich actually really became friends and like their history, I think I think people want to know that and yeah. like I think that's why it's important that we've both firmly established and Jed, I think I can speak for both of us. Correct me if I'm wrong. That we're both lucky that we have such a cool friend as Chris Sanders, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. And uh, and on, on on that note of what a cool friend Chris Sanders is, <laughs> next we'll bring week this episode of the Super on VH1's <laughs> Behind the Back Wall. Close.
we learn about the friendships and the ends of friendships what? in no! the world-renowned Super Legit crew. I would like to thank Chris Sanders and Josh Spence for joining me on this episode. The moment I knew I wanted to unfriend Josh was the moment he said he was overwhelming. <laughs> I would like to thank all of our listeners and remind you to subscribe to us on your podcast service of choice. Get vaccinated. A hundred percent. I would uh, love to get your reviews. Uh, give us a five-star review on every review service of choice and tell your friends about us. Quick thanks, as always, to Matt Walker for the intro and outro music. New album out. It's spectacular. That's, uh, that's it, guys. I think this, is, uh, this wraps it up. So if there will be no further revelations about friendships, we can call this one to a close. Suck my dick. Uh, I... Think I should start recording now? Yeah, uh, against my better judgment, go ahead and start recording now. I don't believe anything's on. Oh my time! I kick the door on its hinges just so I can move. Anyways, before we start recording, yes. uh, Chris Sanders, Senor, really happy you're here, man. I always uh, love doing the doing anything with you, man. So it's it's I know it's only like one episode you missed, but like with the gaps between, it's like been forever. So I know I'm generally the uh, coolest friend of any friend group. So <laughs> yes. I didn't say coolest. You're the Joey. Yeah. Well, but you are the coolest. So. So. Yeah, and he's 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 definitely our our Matt LeBlanc, no question of that. Eats a lot of sandwiches. I get it. Yeah, you got it. You understood what I was putting down. I want to talk about that once we really start recording. What's it like being okay. the cool friend? All right, I, I've never known what that is. Wait, Sanders. I'm sorry. Hold on, Jet. Between you and I, which do you think you're the cool friend? Do you think you're my cool friend, or am I your cool friend? That implies either of us is cool.